It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Once again, it is Who Says No Wednesday. The first round was a wild success. I'm not just exaggerating. It was actually a wild success. It was huge. Gordo came up big, came up with three trade proposals for the Red Sox. All of them uh, led to spirited conversation. All of them were actually realistic, I think. Um, and so we're going to keep the train moving. And, and we're going to do this not by just rolling out the same person every time. There's a lot of talented people out there with a lot of great trade proposals. And today is our guy, Sammy. Sammy, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Oh, of course. Listen, it's exciting for us. So your Twitter handle is at H-E-B-Hammer94. I assume that you were born in 94. Is that correct? Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a reference to one of the weirdest odd comedies the hebrew hammer which is oh a- yeah. uh, it's, it's a really weird one it's a, not safe for kids but it's a funny one i remember that sadly but uh excellent yeah so and obviously it's sammy james is the the whatever the banner um headline on your twitter um but uh if you want to go and you you your day job is what tell us again i do sports pr so i basically uh, i'm the middleman between um athletes and media And uh, for my company, I promote uh, professional mixed martial arts, Muay Thai, kickboxing, and jujitsu bouts. So uh, the combat sports scene. All all the things that Coop aspires to be. (laughs) Right, Coop? No? What what are you doing? Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm still doing some editing and stuff. I'll probably probably be a little bit more quiet on this one because I've got my plate full, but I'm still here. But yeah, I would would get my, uh, my house rocked if I did any combat sports, so... Much appreciation to those guys. By the way, Coop, um, Sammy, just bear with me for a second. Uh, so today we're 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 taping a bunch of things, right? This the things are flying fast and furious in the world of us. Um, in in many ways, some people know about, some they don't know about. Um, but uh, one of the, Coop, I don't think think you know this. One of the other people that I'm talking to later today is this actor, and Sammy, you tell me if you know this actor, uh, Scott Wolf. No, from Party of Five. So, mm-hmm. no? Okay. So, Scott Wolf is, uh, he was the guy who Bailey Zappi's mom named him after his character in Party of Five. This 90s, uh, not sitcom, this 90s show, uh, Bailey Zalin- Salinger. So, Scott Wolf, I got in touch with him. And I just mentioned this, Coop, because uh, I had to do some research on Scott. GW guy. GW guy raised high. What year did he graduate? Did you get that uh, he's part? A little of the bit research? older, a little bit older than you. About okay. 30 years older than you. Okay. So, uh, so a little bit older. Like more of the um what was it, Alec Baldwin? He was a uh, a cool. freshman year transfer. So maybe really? yeah, maybe you can bring that uh, up. Baldwin's a little old. Yeah, but I'll say this. Scott Wolf got that GW coupe head of hair, even at the age of 54. You got so, it when you're when you're trying to become an, an inspiring politician or a global leader at GW. You got to have the yeah. hair to rock. What? So, Sammy, where are you from? Where, what's what's your background? So, I was born in Boston. Grew up in Dover, Massachusetts, not Dover, New Hampshire. Dover, Massachusetts. No. Yeah, Cliffs of Dover, of course. 
Yep. Briefly moved to California and then moved back here for college. And I've been here since graduated in uh, 2017. Where do you go to college? Suffolk, right in downtown Boston. All right. All right. Where do, so you went out to California? You like it there? No? Yes? I, I like visiting there. Uh, for, for someone from New England, it's like, it's so drastically different. The way people talk, uh, the laid back culture. I'm just so, uh, I'm always go, go, go. I don't know. I feel like I didn't fit the, uh, the vibe out there, but I do like visiting. I still got family and friends out there. So nothing but love for California. Well, and I tell you what. I know this is that wherever you were, you, you know, your baseball and you know, your Red Sox and this, you came up with three really good trade proposals. I should also mention that uh, I don't know how many uh, in-person people we are going to meet uh, when it, we do uh, who says no Wednesdays. Like I don't know Gordo, like we, he's in our fantasy league. Great guy. He's going to be on the podcast at some point again, but I have met Sammy. <laughs> like I have met randomly Sam, you know, this coop. You can't hear you. Get muted. I'm trying to to mute the, the clicks going on, but um, yeah, oh, you, you we didn't actually meet, but I I witnessed the meeting of minds yeah. uh, so outside what, Fenway. What happened? It was it was the last day of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the last day. It was right before the Xander uh, interview. Yeah, yeah, and everyone was talking about the uh the Bogart or the Aaron Judge collecting the ball, and I'm sitting there and I'm watching Jalen Beeks, who, by the way, I didn't recognize him. He was like ten or twenty pounds heavier, throwing a simulated game, and and sure enough, we get the valuable, very valuable uh, ball hitting the stands where I was sitting from the Jalen Beeks simu- Jalen Beeks simulated game, which is worth a million dollars, no question about it. So I put it on Twitter. Who wants this? Let's auction it off. But Sammy was like, I can be there in five minutes. And like literally four, four, 40 later, gate D, there we are. Not only did he get a baseball, but I get a chance to meet the guy who is, is coming up with these awesome trade proposals. So what, what, what a moment that was. History was made that day, Sammy. History was made. There you go. I couldn't even talk. I was trying to talk to you. I was like, hey, <laughs> you. oh, my God. It gave me an opportunity once again to reference the Ricky Bobby dad line, lower the heart rate. Um, all right. All right. Let's get to it. You have some great trade proposals. Coop, I got to be honest with you. I get sort of like now that we're starting to do this, like I, this, this part, these podcasts excite me more than most everything we do. Like, really? I yeah. I kind of like because it. it gets you ready for 2023. I just like them because they're good. It's a good conversation. It's like, it's not just, Oh, you know, what's Xander Bogarts? Is he going to sign or, you know, whatever. having to deal with that all season? It's kind of like, can we talk about something? Yeah, new? but it's like, it's like maybe, maybe some fun puzzle pieces that maybe they don't mix or maybe they do match. Who knows? But Sammy's you. here to make it work. But that you put it on the bumper stickers, fun puzzle pieces. Oh, there you go. All right, let's get to it. Um, I'm going to say the trade and then, uh, Sammy, you can, I know that you wrote it out, but you can describe exactly what you were thinking with this. Uh, the first one's very intriguing because the last week when we had Gordo on, he kicked off with a trade between these two teams. Um, his trade back then was, if I get it right, Nick Pavetta, Connor Siebold, and maybe someone else for Lance Lynn, uh, which I thought was a good one. I thought it was creative. The one that you have, Sammy, is Eric Hosmer, first baseman, to the White Sox for left-handed reliever Aaron Bummer. All right. Do explain. So if you follow me on Twitter, you've probably seen that. Not the biggest Hosmer guy. Nothing against him. I think he's a fine player. But I think the Red Sox would be well served to find a trade partner for him. And I think it's reasonable that he does waive his no trade clause considering his age. He's already won a title. He probably just wants to play at this point. So 
cheating off of what Gordo said last week with the White Sox looking to cut costs after a really weird season last year. I think that they would be willing to take on Hosmer should he waive the no trade clause and ship over Aaron Bummer. Now, why does Bummer make sense? The Red Sox have exactly zero left-handed pitchers in the bullpen, unless you want to count Darwins and Hernandez. And or Josh Taylor. Taylor. Or Josh Taylor. <laughs> Josh Taylor, too, if yeah. he ever comes back. That'd but, be nice. but point well taken. Point well yeah. taken. And Bummer's a guy, don't let the name fool you. I know it's a very funny name, Aaron Bummer. But he's got a high strikeout rate above 10, I believe 10.1. And um, he had a good season last year, but he started out hurt. And with Garrett Crochet and other left-handed pitcher, Jake Diekman, on the White Sox, it's reasonable mm. to think that they'd be willing to part with him because they have a little bit of a surplus. Um, so giving them a starting first baseman in Hosmer or DH, uh, and the Red Sox get Bummer in return to slot into that left-handed setup role. I think it makes sense for everybody. I think it's a good one, Coop. I'm going to get your reaction. So that that one that one excited me a little bit. Even I believe it was last night or early this morning. I had seen some grumblings that the White Sox were looking to move on from Jose Abreu. So that first base, third base, that guy that can play at a corner possibly starting to make sense for them, especially needing maybe more of a power bat. Um, so I this one kind of checks out, especially with what's going on with the White Sox. I, I like it. All right. So you know what the first the first order of business is when it comes to the, these White Sox trades. Coop, you know how, what how are we gonna get Joe Kelly involved? How do you get Joe Kelly involved in this trade, Sammy? How can you make that happen? How do you get Joe Kelly involved? Um, he's, he's on a not so good contract, right? Not he only makes nine million next year. I mean, come on. Just maybe ask them to throw in a low level. You process. do the Ottavino. You do the Ottavino. It's very simple. Yeah, that was, the that Ottavino. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they throw in a prospect maybe, and then we eat the contract. Take Joe Kelly back. He's home and safe. He's good. He's okay. awesome. Sam, he's Sammy, awful. don't let him bully you around. You can you can throw your uh, your ideas out there and combat him too. I just need <laughs> I need Joe Kelly here when the book comes out. That's all I need. I need that you makes life what? easier. As, makes as travel someone, expenses. By easier. the way, uh, Sammy, do you want to be part of the uh, book promotion since you're so good at promotion promoting love things? To. I'd love to. A damn near perfect game, reclaiming America's pastime by Joe Kelly, coming out March 14th. So Already out for some folks. If you're uh, if you've got the mobile devices, I mean, you if, can uh, get if, it on if Amazon. You're familiar with Amazon, and you want to like give someone a nice Christmas present, the promise of a book coming to your doorstep. Like and it's it's gonna be a bestseller, so maybe you get a little bit cheaper. There's so, nothing like seeing a kid's face light up when he oh, uh, opens a letter saying he's promised a book in the future. <laughs> that's that's the Christmas miracle right there. Yeah, well, uh, you know what I'll say. I think this year with the whole like the Plawecki leaving and Evaldi's comments and who uh, Rich Hill's comments, I think we did kind of come away with the conclusion that vibes do matter. Vibes brings good vibes. So hey, I don't, I don't love the idea, but I don't hate it. He's he's fun. I don't know what his numbers look like last year, but I do know he's fun. So well, they that, weren't that, terrible. They, they, he struck out <laughs> a bunch of guys. He he had a really good fip. You know, like put put it on the bumper stickers. He has he had a really good fip. And like you said, you said the most important two things. He has a good vibe and he's fun. That alone should sell books. Even if you've and, got to sit him in like the grandstand again, like just have him do that. Just be yeah, carry the vibes. There you go. So anyway, sorry to bring that up. But if you bring up a white size trade, that's always going to be not too far behind. And Sammy, you know, you know, as a PR guy, you know, you open the doors for a little PR. 
I'm going to walk through it. So there yeah, you Joe, go. Joe Kelly would make me a little nervous as a PR guy. Good and bad, but oh, I, dude, I have Coop knows the story. <laughs> There's I've, they're all over the place. It's good. That's though. what makes them fun, though. The spin but, zone is just like, hey, he he's wonky and wacky. I am uh, I am commandeering you as part of this family now that you're in as a part of the PR team for uh, a damn near perfect game. Joe Kelly's book. There you go. <laughs> An honor. Uh, Coop, Coop is a president, and uh, but I, I embrace all sort of uh, smart people like yourself. All right. We, we like that one. I, I don't think there's anything really like this bad about that trade proposal. The Hosmer, the only fly in the ointment, I think, is Hosmer maybe saying, because he obviously has the hammer with a no trade clause. But you're right. The White Sox need a first baseman probably with Abreu leaving. Um, and doesn't, Hosmer doesn't cost them anything. They it, it makes a lot of sense. And they need a reliever. I don't know if the Red Sox are expecting more for a Hosmer. They shouldn't. But so be it. All right, next one. This is another good one. All right, you have the Rockies getting Brandon Walter, obviously a prospect. I think you have it here, eighth, eighth prospect. What is that, MLB Pipeline or Sox Prospects? Sox Prospects, that's I, my definitely my go-to. You. Excellent, excellent job. That was a test. <laughs> um, Sox Prospects, eighth-ranked prospect, Brandon Walter, left-handed pitcher, uh, for first base DH, CJ Crone. Okay, the floor is yours. So this is an interesting one. Um, normally when I cook up these trades, I don't like to do one-for-ones because I feel like we don't see those very often. But here's my second one right after I say that. <laughs> um, before I explain it, let's start with talking about the Rockies. We got to establish nothing they do makes sense. They traded Arenado for pennies. <laughs> they didn't trade Story for some reason. And then they gave Chris Bryant a giant contract. None of it really made sense. So... Who knows if they'd accept this, but the trade Walter for Crone, the Rockies have not much high level minor league pitching and Walter, despite having an injury was a neck injury. It's not an arm or shoulder injury. So I would assume his value is still high. CJ Crone is on an expiring deal. He has one year left. Uh, the Red Sox desperately needed power last year. They were, I don't know where they ranked in major league baseball in terms of home runs, but it wasn't good. Not good. No. And I would say Casas, a left-handed first baseman, will be the starter. I think we can all assume that would be the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Crone would fit in perfectly in the lineup. And as a backup first baseman, I would assume he would DH for most of the time. But I just like the fit. I think the value for Walter, it stinks to see him go, but you can't get something good in return without giving something up. So Walter for Crone, Walter to the Rockies, Crone to the Red Sox, slot him right in there, let him destroy baseballs over the green monster. I like it. Big like fan it. of the Crone Zone, so I liked this Ooh, one. Oh, look at you. Cool. Big All fan right. of it. So you are, you're on board with the Crone Zone trade? I'm on board. Okay, because you already had made the logo for it. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anything else you want to add before I weigh in? No, no, no. Go for it. I'm, I'm already sold. Like it, It's plain and simple. That, that When you sent us that one ahead of time, because uh, spoiler alert, we do do notes on this show. We like to prepare. Um, that one got me the most excited just because I – he, he's a fun guy to watch and especially kind of a lot of those West teams, you see players that are really good kind of waste away, uh, especially with the Rockies. Like I would love to see Daniel Bard move somewhere. Yeah. Maybe we can figure like Joe Kelly. Maybe we can figure out how to get him well, into so, the mix. But yeah. like, I, I love to see guys that are talented and young get to play on competitive teams. So Sammy, before I comment, you brought up Coop brought up Bard, right? So I did one of these who says no's uh, last year, 
and it was Bard was rolling. And, and I had mentioned Chris Murphy for Bard. And everyone freaked out. How can you do that? How can you do that? And I think that's sort of like the – this is – that was to me like the warning where obviously Bard continued to do what he has done. He signed the extension. And I think Chris Murphy could be a major leaguer. But you got the you got exactly what you need on this not only last year but this year and the next year. That you I've said this I said to Hein Bloom I think at some point you have to find some semblance of certainty in the bullpen. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And so anyway, the reason I bring this up is because everyone freaks out when you suggest you trade a prospect for a guy. Now, with Walter, what's interesting is that I've talked to Haim about this guy. You go back to the Hansel Robles trade. And this is one of the guys the Twins asked for. But it wasn't only the Twins. This was a guy who was sort of under the radar. And according to the Red Sox, all these teams were asking for this guy because they thought that, that oh, well, the Red Sox don't even know how good they got it with this guy. He's like, he's that good. We have identified the guy, the uncovered gem, so forth and so on. But the Red Sox... They at that point they did know that they did think of really highly of this guy. So we know that they think really high of Brandon Walter, even though he had some injury problems this year and an up and down year. But I'd be anxious to see if they their perception of him because of this year has changed at all, and if they're willing to to do a deal like this. Because like you said, the one for one, especially with a minor leaguer coming from the Red Sox. It's not going to happen a lot. It just isn't. But uh, to me, this all comes down to how much they value that minor league. Because they didn't value Jay Groom. They didn't value uh, Alex Scherf. So there's guys that they don't value. But I think that Walter might be a guy that say, hey, listen, we're hanging on to him because we think he's in the future. Yeah, in in regards to those guys that uh, you say the Rockies don't value, I think that Walter's a tier above those two. Um, Not that the other two aren't good players, but I would just put Walter – you know, one tier. Well, you talking about groom and the, the groom and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no question. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no question. And if you think of like historically, the last you know 10, 15 seasons, which pitchers have had success with the Rockies? It's been Jeff Francis, who's like a wonky left-hander, and then uh, Kyle Freeland, I believe, also mm-hmm. kind of a weird delivery left-hander. So you know, that probably doesn't mean much, but Walter kind of fits that bill. Um, you know, can't can't hurt. And also another thing. I know that a lot of Red Sox fans see a guy from the Rockies and they go, oh, Coors Field effect. Chrome's done it away from Colorado, too. Um, I can't lie. I sometimes think that as well. But Crone, I have less pause. Um, just wanted to throw in that point that he's had success. Well, he uh, might not have the – listen, I mean, like, this is a Trevor Story example, right? He might not have the same numbers, but is he going to be a, a fit for what you need to win? That's mm-hmm. it. You know, and so and, – and have – has Coop already made up the logo for the player that we are acquiring? Yes. Possibly. 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 Who's maybe? to say? Who, who knows? Who knows? All right. Let's move on to the last one. This is the – I love – I love because we did this. Gordo did this too. 
and I, I think this should be sort of a coup. This should be a prerequisite for when we do this. You have to end with a blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. You a have lot to, of names in this one. You, you a have lot to, of names. You, you have to have at least one blockbuster in a mix, which is hard to do. And especially when it's coming from the Red Sox um, in, in terms of like how they view things now compared to the, when Dabrowski was here. All right. Here we go. Giants get. Oh, man. Woo. The big one. <laughs> Giants get Nick York, fifth ranked prospect by Sox prospects. Brian Mata, sixth ranked. Walter, as we said, eighth ranked. Blaze Jordan, you may know him from being the third round pick in 2020, 16th ranked. My guy, Shane Drohan. Don't mess with the Drohan. Your oh. guy. I didn't realize that he was oh, your yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, listen. Rashardi was the guy who scouted him. I end up doing a story. I I have Shane Drohan's phone number. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, all right. And to top things off, who would have thought that a year ago that we'd be putting this guy's name in on top of uh, basically at the end of the list as, hey, if you want somebody who has played in the major leagues and might be good, it's Jaron Duran. York, Mata, Walter, Blaze Jordan, Shane Drohan, Jaron Duran, and you're asking, for who? Who is this getting back? Well, that would be starting pitcher Logan Webb. All right, uh, pins and needles, let's go. What do you got, Sammy? All right, let me start off by saying I'm well aware that this trade is completely <laughs> insane. But my first trade was for a relief pitcher. The second one was like a one-for-one one with the Rockies, so I figured go out with a bang. Um, Logan Webb is awesome. He's a ground ball pitcher. He gets strikeouts as well. He's only 26 years old, and he's on a really nice contract. I won't bore you with the details. My plan with this, I wanted to come up with a way for the Red Sox to get an ace without giving up Meyer, Casas, Blaze, <laughs> or Bayo. And I know that's pretty much impossible, but this is my attempt at it. York is a guy who currently is rebuilding his value. He's in the Arizona Fall League. He's on fire, hitting three low 300s. Uh, really good exit velocities, some pop as well. Brian Mata, cannon for an arm, maybe a starter, maybe a closer, a guy who has a lot of trade value. Walter, we just went over. Uh, Blaze Jordan, tons of upside. I'm not as high on Blaze Jordan as a lot of people are. Um, some of the deficiencies that he's shown, a little bit of red flags, um, bat speed and defense mostly. Uh, Drohan, Underrated prospect. Sorry to him if I mispronounced the last name. And then Jaron oh. Duran is uh, Duran is kind of like the uh, little bit of extra seasoning on the trade. Not not really a big piece, but you know the volume. They've taken a flyer on a former top prospect isn't a bad thing. And uh, uh, Webb is a guy that would just slot in instantly at the top of the Red Sox rotation. Pretty simple. Um, he would be the opening day guy, I would assume. Um, and if he's not, he would at least I be your day. I should have looked this up. How many years of control do they have on him? I think it's three more. I think that's okay. three more years, if I remember correctly. Three. And, uh, yeah. Three? Okay. Yeah. All right. But, so, man, like, let's Crazy. We asked for blockbusters. You gave us a blockbuster. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. I like it. I mean, it's <laughs> like, like you said, it's a blockbuster. And it's also, I, I don't know if the Giants would go for it because I think Logan Webb is, he is going to be kind of part of that future for the Giants. And, especially with the Dodgers. I, who knows how long they can sustain being this great. I, I think the Padres are kind of close to doing their whole one and done thing with what goes on in the playoffs here. I mean, what are they going to do with Soto at the end of the year? So that NL West is going to be competitive. 
And it, 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 the whole flip side of this is they would also be getting young guys as well to build up their program and to be able to compete going forward. So it's, it's there, but it's also, do they want to win now? So you have to, like, I said it to Nate last week or Nat, Nat, Nate, Nat, I'd Gordo. Um, but like, I, you also have to think about, well, what's the other side of the, the, the the other side of the coin thinking here in, uh, I don't know if the Giants would go for it. I I would love to see it happen as a Red Sox fan because I I really like Logan Webb. He's uh, what Brian uh, Barrett would say is the true ground ball ski because he is a guy that's efficient with his pitching and just gets guys to hit daisy cutters all day. Uh, and that that creates fun baseball to watch. So I I like this one. I I said the earlier one getting CJ Crone was probably like higher up on my list but this one is just more fun and uh it would be cool to see that happen so first of all it's never gonna happen but that's oh, okay come on no but that's okay. they don't want jaron duran no no but but my point is is that and this comes back to the bigger conversation i i made passing reference to which was it's different in this regime compared to dabrowski regime and we talked about this i think last week when we had the blockbuster trade proposal last week which is this is the Chris Sale deal, right? I mean, the Chris Sale deal was a deal that Dave Dombrowski did, where we give up two of the best prospects in baseball and two more of these guys for the guy. Now, like Heim Bloom, he likes getting the five minor leaguers back and for the guy, for giving up the guy. And I know that you know the things are flipping a little bit, they got a lot of money, so forth and so on, but still, he's still chasing that whole mentality of we have to be the Dodgers and not get bumped out the first time we play in the playoffs, but we have to be the Dodgers in having the really deep farm system. And you look at these guys that you're talking about and okay, five, six, eight, 16, you know, and then Drohan had a good year, right? I mean, he's, he could potentially be a major leaguer and Jaron Duran. So I, I just don't think that, that, I think that this comes back to like the how much them potentially overvaluing the guys that we're saying, well, you know, is Nick York going to be a major leaguer? Is is Drohan going to be a major leaguer? Is Blaze Jordan going to be a major leaguer? They don't look at it that way. They look at it as like we have to keep our farm system deep as long as they have value. That all of that said, I love it. I love the idea of it because of exactly what I just said is that. You have to pay for certainty at some point, and you have to give up these guys. And that's why you build up the farm system to, to go, get guys like this, to get guys under control. I remember remember when they it was first came out when Blake Snell was available? It was like, are the Red Sox going to be in on it? Because once again, this is the sale thing all over again. And what we should have said, like, no, of course not, because that's not how they view it. That's not. Um, but, uh, you know, I like it. I like it just, and I don't know if honestly though, like for Web, Webb's obviously great. He's a great pitcher. He's a great guy to have. But if you're going to allocate that package, like I would almost look at a position player over the starting pitcher. I mean, that's just me. Yeah, but. that's fair. And I, I chose Webb for a reason. Um, I see most of the mock up trades are like Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen, Corbin Burns. But the reason I chose Webb. If you look at the giant system, their top two prospects, who's of course their names escape me right now, but their top two prospects are like pretty uh, talented prospects, guys that anyone would want. But then after that, there's a pretty big drop off. 
And the reason I think that they, I know it's extremely unlikely, but there's a chance that they would at least consider this trade is because we're giving them volume with this. Uh, York, Mata, Walter, all very good prospects. Blaze Jordan, eh, you know, solid. And then Drohan and then, you know, Duran. But you make you, you I still could... so I think Duran's like a smart thing here because you can just like he he didn't perform, I think, the way a lot of people would have liked him to in Boston. And he also kind of got off on the wrong foot here. So it could be like an Andrew Benatendi, like, hey, change of scenery can really yeah. do him a favor. And also I can't imagine that the San Francisco media is as no, uh, no. demanding no, as no, the Boston it's, media it's, it's is. No, there's no question that like that Jaron Duran needs to change the scenery. There's a couple other guys. Um, but you know, it's it's a big part of this is you know, we can debate whether or not these guys are gonna what their future are gonna be, but right now, as we sit here, what is their value in baseball? Right? Like what because a year from now, we have guys on this list, their value could be significantly different. Significantly. What if Nick York is, has another bad year? What if Blaze Jordan is as, as limited as you think he might be? What if Jaron Duran keeps going down the road he did this year, which is sort of this up and down guy? What if Walter gets hurt? Like a year from now, all of these guys' value could be dramatically different. But as we sit here, we can, as you did, Sammy, you did an excellent job of pointing out they do have value. They, like, each one of them has value. It's like it's like Verdugo right now. It's like you know. Let's introduce the Verdugo conversation. I almost because, put him in this trade. Right. I mean, yeah. because because would the Red Sox trade Verdugo? I think so. I think also, they, I mean, how how many of those guys are actually Bloom guys? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, York? Well, York is. I mean, yeah, yeah. York York and Jordan are not Mata. No, nah, just York and Jordan. So I mean. I think right. as as much as Bloom loves his prospects, I also think that he could look at this and say, "Hey, like, yeah, none of these are my guys. Right. I never really wanted." Uh, by York, them. but but the two guys who are, yeah, he invested heavily in that 2020 draft in terms of like these are obviously you have five rounds, you know. So anyway, but the Ver, Ver, Verdugo, it, it, he is the perfect example of are they when they go into this offseason should they view him as the number one guy to trade for the sole reason of is this the highest his value was ever going to be? Like, I don't know. He's, I mean, he's a tough guy because his surface numbers don't look great, but then his analytical numbers look much better. So it's kind of tough to, and also his defense is really weird. Is he good or bad on defense? I feel like it changes night to night. But that's, but that, but that's what I mean. Like, so Sammy, you heard the, you know, Cora at the end of the year press conference. He's like, we need to be more athletic, mm -hmm. right? So there's there's only two spots where you can get more athletic. There's right field and there's trading Verdugo because as all the good things that Verdugo brings, we know what he is as an athlete right now, and he's an okay athlete. But when he when Cora says we need to get more athletic, what he's saying is that we need to get more athletic than what Alex Verdugo presented us. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I do think that there's a significant chance that they move on from him. Um, but it also wouldn't shock me if he was there on opening day. I know I basically just said nothing, but you know, <laughs> it's a weird situation with him. And I think that anyone who gives you kind of a, a strong opinion on what's going to happen with Verdugo is being a little bit disingenuous. So uh, I'm comfortable saying I have no clue what's going to happen with him. And I'd be uh, psyched if he was on the team. And if they turned him into a great trade package, that's great too. I do also think that Xander Bogarts might sign with the Red Sox. But then he might not. 
So I, yeah. I don't know. Nobody. <laughs> it's the 50-50 world we live it's in now. 50-50. Listen, I mean, I probably said a million different things over the course of the season and flip-flopped a bunch of times. Uh, but those are three good ones, man. Cool. We are two for two, aren't we? We're, we get the best people on here. We That's do. That's the thing. Yeah, you get good do. people on, you get good content. You have, uh, you are, you have officially, we are anointing you part of our family, Sammy. Friend of the uh, program. Yeah. And not only Thank because you. you're going to publicize the crap out of that book, but, but, uh, but because again, we like smart people. We like people who are entertaining, creative, and uh, you are all the above. So really appreciate you swinging on by the studios here. Appreciate we got to get like Bradford family shirts. Like Ooh. how you see like people at Disney World with their giant families and they all have the matching shirts. Mm. Just so like at one point during the season, we can all. How about we, how about we, how about we just start with a party for the, like a family party. We, we That's good. A, we haven't had a party in a while. Like when it's a while, I mean, since we had one in Chicago in May. Yeah, and that that was like that was more of a baseballs and boring party. Like that was that was like the other side of the family. That was the in-laws out in Chicago because it's the White Sox. We need kind of more of, you know, in the family. All right. Do you organize parties for your for for the uh for your job, Sammy? One time. There was one time I helped. It was a lot of fun. Um, but no, not that's not really part of the uh no planner. So I helped. You had a what? We had a party planner, so I was kind of just like accessory help but i helped a little i'll, well, I'll take that we have yeah, a, there we, you go we have a boost, party boost the linkedin we have a party starter his name's Coop. so uh party <laughs> starter uh all right all right thanks man i appreciate it and i look forward to you coming swinging on back another time appreciate it guys thanks for having me on hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best stories is wasabi technology wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the red Sox and nhl teams like the bruins and vancouver canucks even the liverpool football club is getting in on the wasabi action so why is wasabi the mvp well wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the amazons of the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based champion championship team.